0: shitheads, welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, yo boy, the number one fuckboy. I just saw A stars Born, so bear with me. The number one fuck boy, The number one fuckboy, Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me, baby. Uh, joining me as always in the High and Mighty studios is Arthur Gabris, my nearly silent co-host. Arthur, shout him out. All right, quiet today, because he's not in the room, but I... At, you know just get into a pattern and I stick with it and speaking in a pattern the man who taught me about rule of threes completing the rule of threes on high and mighty we got Matt Besser back for a third ep Matty B welcome back sir
1: thanks man I think we got a good part three that ties all the parts together yeah our I feel scumbag like the trilogy th- <laughs> yeah it's Adol- a scumbag no, it, it's just like what is the uh, we'll figure out the umbrella. I it's guess.
0: like Rapscallion, uh-huh, scallion, <laughs> at uh-huh. least from our point of view. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> if, if, it's going to be favorable to us. But you wanted to come back on to talk one more time because this was pre Halloween. But as schedules go, mm-hmm. um, we didn't get together before Halloween because we we're we wanted to talk Halloween mischief. But I think vandalism is sort of yeah underneath. Under, there were some things thing happening
1: simultaneously that ma- made me think of it would be a good theme. Yeah. Because it ties to politics. Right. Uh, Because
0: you're having some issues back home in Arkansas.
1: Yeah, there was this politician. (laughs) Well, should we back up? Where should we start? I feel like that's the end. That's the The, end? The the end is me in a fight with a politician who just got reelected, by the way. We lost. Fuck. (laughs) uh, But he blames me for campaign signs being torn down in his district. He literally blames me. Uh atheist comedian Matt Yeah, Besser. but maybe that's maybe that's the end of we'll we'll start we'll, we'll get Should to we that. start
0: at childhood? Yeah, we should start at childhood vandalism because I don't want to be uh so gender biased, but there's something about boys, young mm-hmm. boys. Mm-hmm. At least maybe it's maybe it's phased out more now, but I don't think so. I don't know. But like vandalism like breaking stuff, being messy was like there was a thrill of it for some reason.
1: Messy. Interesting. Because I, I, I am not messy, and I was not a messy kid. I, I see it as uh, empowerment, I, and I see it as something that starts when you're going through like puberty, which maybe, I'm just saying maybe, I don't know, but maybe affects boys more yeah. uh, than women I mean, during that time period of there's something in you, but like... I think no matter what the age, vandalism does empower someone that doesn't feel like they have power somehow, right?
0: Right. Yes. It makes you feel bigger than you are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's a thrill. I think as we go through uh, the chronology of my vandalism, and I, I haven't thought about it too much yet, but I think I have an ethic. Interesting. And I do, even as a kid, think I had an ethic. Like I never would I I don't have many stories of just I threw a brick through my neighbor's window for zero reason. Yeah. Like I can't think like I and if I a, a col- friend of mine did that I would Think that was fucked up, but I have stuff very close to that.
0: Yeah, I have some moments of pure chaos that were. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, where I am usually like, drunken. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and uh, where I did something that I am like, I hate that I did that. <laughs> but I also have a lot of vandalism that I thought was, and my I have an ethos as a child too, and I think it was like humor was an element of it. Mm. Like if it was undeniably funny, the vandalism we did, like mm-hmm. it, then it was like fine in my head i don't know that's like terrible
1: my first memory, but i'm like a child
0: of jackass
1: you know my first scarring memory of vandalism i felt righteous in a way and now that you say the funny part i'm like yeah there was it was funny too for a reason too so it was this kid in my neighborhood and he was just a fucking dork and he and the, what made him a dork beyond just like however you normally might judge a dork. He was a tattletale. Like, he got us in trouble. Oh. So that's how, you know that. So that broke yeah. that kid code right there. He yeah. was the tattletale who, if we were doing something that the parents wouldn't like, he would narc on us.
0: I, You almost allowed one per friend where they have to flip, though. Mm. you know what i mean like you'll always give one understanding like maddie b was in a bind dude we have to go down with but him but he wasn't even but he in wasn't our school that's the st- the, that's the thing then there's the rat level of like i'm just happy to get other kids i just don't yeah. want to be part there's of this many
1: kids like in my basic you can walk to neighborhood there was around my age there's probably whatever 12 to 20 kids let's say right Did
0: you say my basic
1: in 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 my uh, I don't know what I said, but in in my neighborhood, oh. in my uh, age group,
0: oh, there was just like a, a pack of
1: kids, yeah, yeah, you know, and th- that I could walk or- to their houses, right? Yes, we So, have that. so that area, there was the, we all had our forts too. There was the forts that were in the deep woods, and then there was a fort probably every kid had in their own backyard, right? So the deep woods fort was fucking. We won't even get into that. That could be a whole episode, right? <laughs>
0: Deep Woods Fort. Well, like it's like
1: Swiss Family Robinson out there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you have, like, like in my backyard, I had a fort. Everybody had a fort or an apple tree with a treehouse or something there, right? Uh, Is this because
0: you guys all have, in Arkansas, you have, like, big pieces of property? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah, beyond suburbs, right? should have started yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: We're that- not, I'm not on a country farm, but, yeah, we do. Right. Everybody has some land. And there's woods very near all of our houses. Oh, cool. It's very Stephen (laughs) King's Stranger Things. (laughs) Kind of scenario. Our, our,
0: my, my hood was more uh, suburban because uh, it was Long Island, and no one had a lot of property because we were all like middle by class. a wooden fence in between right. that. Kind but of thing. we still had the kit, the sump, the one piece of public property that had like right. we knew about the hole in the fence, and we, that's where we hid firecrackers and shit. Like right. we right. Had, we we had like the suburban version of it, which was sort of more like. If you guys were like the Navy SEALs of Vietnam, we were like the Navy SEALs of like Baghdad, like innocent. Right. <laughs> we had to do sketchy shit like from we backyards. Were, yeah.
1: In the Nam analogy. <laughs> our our stuff and this is kind of the point of the story, but our stuff was made out of sticks and mud and rocks and part of a tree. Very natural. Except so for this kid. It's like the tale of the three pigs. He his fort was made out of bricks that his parents had bought him. So just red classic bricks that he stacked in a square in his backyard. And we were all like, "You fucking dork." When we found out about his fort like it appeared just one day. We're like, "Did you hear about I can't remember his name. Did you hear Good. About his, Johnny's <laughs> fort, you know." What about it? Oh, his dad built him a fort out of <laughs> bricks. It's just square. So you and see, you guys
0: are all like were in charge of your own forts in a way. So you had like separate Fort Pride. Like your Fort... Or, like, your dad helped you or whoever helped you, but, like, you had the...
1: I don't think any dads were helping us build forts. Right, That's you what just, made them cool.
0: You were just like, I know, like, this far back into my yard, into my property, I've got, like, this bundle of sticks that blocks one... Yeah, we we had that, like, in a fucking shrubbery. Like, yeah. we had, like, a little burrow And there's mischief
1: there and- going on. Oh, like yeah. Like, there's mud That's balls lighters. and... Lighters. That are going to be thrown out of cars. <laughs> oh, and there's... <laughs> At some point, porn, you know, there's, (laughs) like, yeah, not dad's not part of these forts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are cool. So that's why when there's a brick fort and Johnny's back. (laughs) So it was not cemented. So you see where this is going.
0: (laughs) I love this already. This is my favorite. So, you know,
1: (laughs) how hilarious is it just to pull one brick out of the bottom (laughs) layer of this brick fort and see it all tumble down? (laughs) So that's what we did, and uh, and it came crashing down. And as soon as I did it, it was like I felt I felt immediate guilt. I felt so bad, and we all ran. And I probably didn't think about it for however long a period, but at least like a few days, at least like I'd forgotten about it. <laughs> Ding dong! Oh no! I'm I'm in my room. This is my nightmare. in my room upstairs. Oh yeah, oh, Michael. Uh, hey, how are you doing, Michael? I haven't seen you in. To... What's that? I don't know about Matthew. No, no. Do you know anything about Johnny's uh, brick fort? No. <laughs> Like oh, <laughs> fuck, and I. So I'd lie and I lied. That feel said, of
0: the walls closing in as a kid, no matter how low stakes it is in hindsight. Like I remember being like, I like I fucking like hit a report card one time, and it's like the feeling of when my mom's like, "Hey, uh, Chris got his report card," and you're like, "Oh, fuck." And I can't. I <laughs> don't. Like Michael think Clayton. I, I don't
1: think I i I saw the dad I think I was just upstairs, but then my dad and I can't remember if my dad ever sat me down and did you do this da, 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 da. but whatever happened that night I could not sleep and I like I'd never lied to my parents like that before and uh. it ate at me and I couldn't sleep. I'd never had anything eat at me like that <laughs> before and the next morning I admitted to it. Oh. And he took my dad, took me by, and I had to go and apologize. to this kid's house, an apology. Apologize and dude rebuild his dorky fucking <laughs> brick fort.
0: And then you learned a lesson and it was a straight and narrow path from yeah, there. On out. Exactly.
1: My lesson was I hated that kid <laughs> right. for tattletaling on us once again. Uh, That's such bullshit. So that's the first memory. But even then, I felt, I think I felt righteous. But then, as soon as I did it, I probably felt "Mm, uh, maybe it isn't so righteous, you know, maybe as soon as I did it. But then you enter the years of Halloween and Mischief Night. Yeah. So was Mischief Night
0: was a real thing for you guys? Like, it's the night before Halloween? No. I
1: was going to ask you. Like, some people did that. Yeah, ours that was something I
0: But ours was just Halloween. But the premise was do sketchy shit. Yeah. Like... The cool, the more fucking weird or fucked up things you did on Halloween, like the cooler you were in the neighborhood. It's like, yo, the older kids, dude, they run around with machetes and threaten, like, you know, like the shit you would hear. Like, it would be like, the older kids, dude, they have machetes. And if anybody from another town tries to fuck with our town, they scare them off, dude. We got to do that. You know, and it's like we're in sixth grade, like, uh, film, purchasing eggs like uh, a month in advance, like slowly hiding them in like the fucking off the side of the highway.
1: Yeah, a- eggs was like the the major uh, weaponry, but uh, it was shaving cream, toilet paper, raw biscuit dough.
0: Oh, that's such a good and, one. That's so uh, southern eggs. as well,
1: <laughs> uh, and so cheap, right? Because uh, eggs are expensive. And also on Halloween, all the grocery stores were looking out for that bullshit. They see fucking. Yeah. Fucking Halloween, 12 year olds walking in there looking for eggs like who are they buying eggs for <laughs> yeah, I'm to pick up breakfast my, my
0: family wanted me to get breakfast for them today I'm 13 shaving cream I'll
1: have 20 cans of shaving cream it's like 40 cartons of eggs
0: ha- Halloween kids trying to buy fucking eggs is like trying to buy Sudafed in like Mississippi <laughs> they're like alright let me get 12 boxes of this nasal decongestant it's like alright sketchball <laughs>
1: That makes me think of New Mexico And they used to have the blue laws on Sundays and The alcoholics would go buy uh, Aquanet and shit On Sundays And, and, like drink, in high hairspray. <laughs> and drink hairspray <laughs> Jesus. It's like all you need is a little
0: foresight <laughs> You need one days But we,
1: we know but we would uh so the toilet paper is kind of the most innocent form of vandalism, right? Like to- that's your foot. That's like your training wheels in most people's vandalism. If it's, they're ever going to do that,
0: it's training wheels vandalism, and then it's also um, sort of a loud vandalism. Mm-hmm. Like because when we're in high school, Soap. yeah, like in high school, you have toilet paper on the pep rally, the football players all toilet papered the cheerleaders' houses, and the cheerleaders all toilet paper mm-hmm. the football players' houses, and it was like. Those are not, you know, those are adults' houses of sixteen-year-old kids. They don't want fucking toilet paper, but toilet paper is like the minimum. Like no one gets mad. Dude, at-
1: we had a color code. Did you guys have that? No. Like if uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like this. Like if if you get pink. Toilet paper that's flirtatious and blue means I'm going out with you. Oh. and white is like fuck you.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. No, uh, no yeah, there was
1: there was some kind of color code. Shit, I haven't it. seen
0: non-white toilet paper in a long time. Uh, I not think but about I, that. But I remember, like, growing up, like gr- my grandma had like pink toilet paper yeah, in her house, yeah, and yeah. I was like, wow, this is so weird. <laughs> but Can now, you talk
1: I, about preparing. Once I got into that, like, once I got into the. Th- real you get like a fucking you know adrenaline rush at the very least when you do it and as a kid i was like this this is now who knows what age i started but from then on that was my favorite holiday and i was preparing the whole year so that meant stealing my dad's shaving cream stealing those aerosol tops that you can stick on the top of a shaving cream you know that trick right oh no you don't so for an aerosol can, like for like when you used to have underarm, that kind of thing. Oh, right,
0: right. right. You can take that little piece off.
1: You can take that piece off pop the other thing off the shaving yep, cream and, and then, then you, the it, shaving it, cream will launch
0: It'll go even further. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: A dozen feet. Yeah. 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 You know that oh yeah. Oh, so that's yeah. great for attacking people with shaving cream. So I'm ta- I'm stealing those all year round. I'm taking like the last toilet paper, like I'm I'm doing it slyly, so I'm not just taking <laughs> They're not noticing this.
0: Right, you're doing like Shawshank style where you're like... <laughs> yeah, and, and guess Take where it. it's
1: at? In my fucking fort. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm stockpiling toilet paper the whole year round. So by the time I... Uh, and I'm stealing from my grandparents who, who I visit <laughs> on Sunday. I'm stealing my grandpa's shape of cream. So by the time... <laughs> Halloween comes around. I don't need to go buy any. I'm fully stockpiled. <laughs> but eggs. So that's where you're kind of crossing. That's the, the next ethical, barrier. Yeah, because that'll fuck up your car, and people would get really fucking yeah. pissed, or that, the side of your house. That and it
0: could and it could break a fucking a, an egg can break something. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. just throwing it like. I just remember being like, that didn't sound like just
1: an egg crank. And and you'd hear about people getting it in the face and their eyes. Yeah, you got fucking
0: like, I got hit in the fucking like base of the skull one time. (laughs) Like these kids just fucking beat me and my friends mercilessly. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I never, I never did that to me it's it was vandalism. It wasn't ever let's attack these people with eggs. With with shaving cream. Yeah, and we biscuits, would do like yes. handfuls
0: of shaving cream just get like smacked in the face. It was all about like if you ran into kids older. It was literally like uh dazed and confused. Like if the older kids ran into you, you were like, We got a jet, dude. Like you'd be like, You'd stay in your neighborhood because you knew the yards from playing Manhunt. Mm-hmm. So it's like on Halloween when we want to get crazy, it's like if everything gets fucked up, we either meet at the trail. Wait, what were the names of the things? 'Cause we had a trail which we we knew was just called the trail, but really it was six houses linked with that you can get, go through without climbing a fence. Mm-hmm. It can like flip you to the other side of the street in the suburbs, which is like a fucking ninja move if you don't have to climb six. Right, fences. Right. Yeah. So we had like the trail and then there was another one where there was like three or four houses in a row that had no, like you can like shimmy through the fences Yeah. and that had a different name. And we had like breakdown plans. Like if we're attacked here, we got to make sure we all meet oh. at the the trail that only we know about. Cause this is our neighborhood. And it was like trying to avoid older kids the whole time. It was like it was like the Warriors, but with, like, fucking cartoon weapons.
1: Yeah, ours was more, like, and I just think clandestine and, um, like, late night and planned <laughs> attacks of homes or cars. Yeah,
0: and I feel like it's a conceit of us having more people on top of each other.
1: Mm, Where it's like,
0: you know, every house where, you know, on one block, we can have 25 kids around the same age, between the ages of 10 and 16 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just from the matter of being on top of each other, it became about rivals rather than like, but we would still be like, we got to get Connor's house. That motherfucker got my mom's house (laughs) (laughs) last (laughs) year.
1: The dumb story that I've told on my own podcast before, but it's it's a life forming story is... (laughs) Uh, I'd planned, I'm gonna get my fucking neighborhood, like my immediate neighborhood, the one block I live on. I'm like, I'm gonna get every fucking house in the neighborhood. Um, now I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Was this even Halloween? <laughs> I might not even done this on Halloween. That's an upgrade when you
0: start doing pranks and mischief not on Halloween night. I that's when you can't
1: remember. That's like when you start but, doing coke
0: more than just at bachelor parties.
1: I was so stupid. This is like a fucking fable. I, I did it, and I, I fucking got every fucking house and nailed the house. I especially didn't like the people in. <laughs> As, and it took all night because I started you know way late. Um, this is why I think it was not on Halloween because I think just me and another guy did it. And if it was Halloween, it would have been more of us. So I think like a guy stayed over and we just did it. <laughs> and you snuck out over there. Yeah. So sun's coming up. We've got every fucking house in the neighborhood. We're looking around the neighborhood just going, ah, oh, we did it, man. This is beautiful. Just
0: toilet paper and and just shit. No
1: shaving cream, just toilet paper. Just yeah. every tree in the neighborhood. My dad is coming out of the house in his fucking robe getting the fucking morning newspaper. Oh, and i make eye contact with him and i feel like i'm two houses away like in the street <laughs> he's uh, like outside our house and he just looks at us and then looks at the whole street and you can just see the steam coming out of his ears <laughs> and i can't
0: instantly remember. caught instantly, instantly caught instantly dude <laughs> Not even a moment to let any yeah, relish. Like it. I
1: thought it would be a mystery, but this is what was so dumb. I know where this is going. You didn't do your own house. Didn't do my own fucking house. So <laughs> everyone knows it's so, it's better. Because <laughs> I think I tried to deny it at first, and my dad points at our house that has no fucking toilet paper and every goddamn. So guess what I'm doing for the next uh, three hours as people wake up and come out of their houses.
0: Apologizing and taking down the toilet paper?
1: Oh my God, I'm I'm getting everyone's garden hose and fucking in their front yard, hosing down their toilet paper and apologizing to all my neighbors, including the really old ones without kids who don't know what the fuck's going on. (laughs) (laughs) That makes
0: me so happy. Uh, oh, that was so, so awesome. innocent.
1: Like I'm so glad that's what my parents caught me doing.
0: Right. Because it, it escalates as you get older and older, and you're like, now we have a car. The big the big thing, other Halloween vandalism that we enjoyed was destroying decorations. Like, mm-hmm. if you had something up. Pumpkins. Pumpkins. And the Smash big thing it. that we escalated to, like, the, the vandalism that stands out the most in my mind is, uh, I grew up... It, in my neighborhood, there was, or at least at the time period, those, like, wooden reindeer were very popular that were, like, th- white, just, like, legs. They, like, were minimalist reindeer, all white with, like... and. They, always people always had two of them so we started by always switching every one of them to be fucking like always mounting oh. the reindeer and then we were like that's really funny and then that escalated to getting about 20 reindeer from all around the neighborhood and setting it up in the middle of the street a reindeer orgy and we thought that was fucking hysterical that then is funny. all the parents taking them back and then the third time we did it we gathered them all up and then just started fucking driving our cars
1: through them <laughs> <laughs>
0: we set up like 20 reindeer in the middle of the street and we are just doing donuts <laughs> and my Buick just, like, <laughs> smash them all. <laughs> we were like, this is the inevitable th- fucking ending to this, is breaking them, so let's just... And we fucking smashed our cars into it.
1: That's funny. Yeah, you guys are... You are more of a jackass. In my head, I think I was always rationalizing it. Like, let's get to the politics side of it. Like, uh, you know, voting day, election day is always near halloween so well, there's always campaign, campaign signs, signs out yeah. there. so that was always part of it was knocking down signs but i would never knock down a d- democrat sign
0: Ah, no
1: way even back then as a kid it was our team versus their team
0: oh uh, that's so awesome
1: and uh, i didn't even
0: like know about the difference between a democrat and republican until i was like 26 or something like oh yeah it was such a huge <laughs> like, oh, deal a democrat, back then yeah. and
1: i grew up when you know the Clintons were, uh, oh, and their Arkansas royal governor, yeah. and there was this Republican politician named Frank White yeah. who uh, didn't want evolution taught in the public schools. And all the Democrats started wearing uh, these banana pens to make fun of them. Uh, and it became like this thing of like, fuck Republicans, they're stupid, and then that became tied to religion. And we don't need to go down this path too far, but I had this whole religious anti-religious bugaboo because of my uh, parents. Went how far down this road should we go? But Let's my- go. All right, but my my dad's Jewish and my mom's Christian, and my the Christian side hated the Jewish side in a very aggressive way like my your, whole life.
0: Your fam- the families,
1: the families. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's wild.
1: Like they're very against my parents marrying and they're very, uh, anti-Semitic and I've read the letters on my show. I'm sure you've been on my show and I've read my grandmother's letters to my mom.
0: I think I remember one of these.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty bad. They're from Northwest Arkansas. So y- y- you can imagine. Um, is but, that like
0: uh, the even Hick? That's like the Hick part of Arkansas. Northwest, or is it just like a more old school part of our? I mean, I'm being that's 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 derogatory. That's that's
1: probably a better way to put it. Like, for instance, there pretty much are no Jews up there. There are no black people. So that was like, it was a special kind of prejudice of like, there weren't, there were no Jews around for them to be prejudiced against, (laughs) only in theory. Oh, yeah, that's So even when their worse daughter sort goes sort to Little Rock <laughs> <laughs> and then meets a real Jew, which they've never even been around.
0: Yeah, so they don't even know how similar we all are.
1: <laughs> well, they literally, in these letters, call them yellow-eyed Jews. Jesus. Like my grandmother. Uh, so that's the kind of hate that was going on in our family. And, and the Jews, Jewish side didn't hate the Christian side. Like, my Jewish grandparents didn't even think about that stuff. Like, they were just very sweet people. So... And so to
0: you, you saw the... And I
1: lived in a state where Jews were a huge minority. So I always felt like uh, they were the underdogs and always kind of identified with them. Yeah. Um, So when you have politicians that are big evangelical Christians and against things like evolution and science and you're like, I'm going to vandalize for good. Yeah. So th- that's when you I have started. Your cause, yeah. Yeah. So we started stealing campaign signs, and this wasn't unique to my friends. This was done. You know. Oh yeah. And uh, but we would take a lot. Like in a night, we would get fucking fifty signs and put them in the back of my Toyota Celica. And this is getting into my teens right, when I'm yeah. driving. Like this started when I was a kid on Halloween, but I would always do it when it became election time and uh, we would go dump them behind the little rock racquet club in this ditch. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like a fucking elephant graveyard back there, <laughs> Republican science. <laughs> but then the other target was the seminary, which uh, at night, I don't think anyone was there. There was a seminary near in the area where we lived in the Heights of little rock And it was pretty much abandoned at night. I'm sure they must have had a guard there, but he must have been asleep or non-existent because we never got busted. But we were always breaking shit at the seminary, like uh, taking these saint statues that were out front, had these uh, crucifixes, or crosses, rather, in their hands, and we would take the cross out of the hands of the saint and uh, replace it with a Republican campaign sign, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's we felt we were being clever and it was righteous, you right, know, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's fun. That's that's the heart of the problem with vandalism is like when you like macro it out it's like yeah come on fuck and then when you micro it it's like whoever is the old man that has to like come out there and fix that every you know it's like those are the two things that butt together where you're like i don't mean for this old man's life to be harder the
1: budgetary (laughs) meeting at the seminary when they had to buy the new cross for the fourth time
0: (laughs) we won't be able to feed homeless this weekend because we have to save money for the i would also
1: steal Mooney signs, the Mooneys, the Unification Church, that cult, they would uh, sell roses just all the time, everywhere, at the craziest places, craziest times of day and night. And uh, and I had a big bugaboo about cults, too. I was just completely anti-cult, anti-religion. That was a big obsession for me in my teen years. That's
0: so interesting, because it sort
1: of stuck, in a way, you know? Like, yeah, it became a hobby, almost.
0: Yeah, like you're sort of like... Uh, it's n- it's not anti-authority, it's like anti like uh singular authority like Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cuz yeah. it's it's not like you're against the establishment necessarily, but you're against these people who like phoniness. Like yes, that's for what like real. that's what drives you crazy. Yeah, I, yeah haven't, th- I
1: haven't vandalized any improv theaters, but maybe I should <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. <laughs> Someone fucking flaming pooed the pit. <laughs>
1: But, (coughs) oh my God. Let me be clear, though. (laughs) On, on, sorry. No, no worries. Like, I have done the drunken, even then, like, the one that sticks out in my mind at college, there was, we, it's one of those nights where you can barely walk, you're so drunk. And we just jimmied open this fucking random door at the college and it was the light bulb room <laughs> <laughs> winner winner chicken dinner holy shit and we just looked at each other it was like something the three stooges like all right what would be a great room for uh the three stooges to, uh, how about where they store the light bulbs every college has a room where they store all the light bulbs that's so every funny size.
0: dude yeah in college we were just one second away from like ruining our own possessions. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we were always one second away from a dude, uh, one of my roommates in college and I'm not even going to name him because he fucking like sophomore year of school. Well, first of all, sophomore year of school, somebody broke, a fucking sprinkler head in the hallway as a prank while we were all like uh, at class and we woke up and the entire first floor of this dorm was flooded and everyone anything that was on the floor got ruined and we like the school wasn't gonna pay and then my dad told me to say that he worked at Fox 5 and that you were gonna get like ask Asa like I was gonna get like one of those like investigative reporters to come to the college so then they came back and offered us all money and blah blah and then like four years later one of my roommates is like I was the one who broke the fucking thing I just couldn't tell you guys then and it's like and he just took scissors and just fucking we called him the scissor king from like ages 24 to question mark because he just took out scissors and just smashed the fire escape thing off for no reason other than like prank chaos yeah yeah, chaos and we we used to do shit like that there's a fine
1: line between prank and chaos as you say it too because I'm like Oh, I can think of things in college that I would put more in a prank category. And I'm thinking, what makes it a prank versus vandalism?
0: Well, vandalism is maybe against a higher power and a prank is against a person mm. or a singular entity in some way. Uh-huh. Cause like or, and vandalism has like uh I don't know, a prank is maybe less
1: malicious less
0: malicious because let me
1: tell you a type because it's interesting as I have I have a billion vandalism stories that pop into my head but I'm also so anti vandalism and I guess that's why I like to point out that I hope there's an ethos to it like I'm sure that like graffiti artists have and speaking of that so we're at the uh, Danielle and I are visiting Greece and have you ever been to Athens no and uh, it's uh, it's it's like one of those places you feel you have to go to, right? You're like, I got to go to Greece, and I got to go to Athens. Don't you right, feel, yeah. isn't that on a lot of people's checklists? And you go, I got to go to the Parthenon when I'm in Athens, right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, people vandalize. I'm sure that's where the original vandals were, right? They vandalize the Parthenon. <laughs> I could not get over it. I was so angry. Like I how could much almost shit was drawn on it and stuff? Dude, the amount of times we saw Guns and Roses, just Guns and Roses, written on the Parthenon, spray-painted, not even in some cool graffiti just artist way. Just the words and
0: like shitty yeah.
1: handwriting, Guns and Roses. Just with a fucking <laughs> magic gun- marker.
0: Why Guns and Roses? That's so Well, fun. at the
1: time I went there, the time we went there, I remember thinking the same thing, going, "Why Guns and Roses?" And I feel like, are they just like ten years behind us or something? <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be Nirvana in five years from now.
0: Yeah, that's brutal.
1: That's but, uh, like, I'm against
0: that. Yeah, oh,
1: it made me so fucking angry. And in that same trip, we were uh, in another museum, and some museums in some countries. Are not you you picture every museum but being like American museums where they're just so fucking buttoned up, and you're getting nowhere near fucking art like you're just so right, no, right, no right, chance right. you're gonna get near the mummy or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> right right at some of these European countries, you can just walk right up to the shit. <laughs> We were in a place that had Minoan pottery, which I believe is the oldest pottery civilized. I'm talking on my ass a little bit, but right. it's definitely one of the oldest pottery right. in civilization. <laughs> and there were signs in every language that said, please do not touch the the pottery. And people going up to it and fucking putting their hands, picking it up. And I was going nuts that would stress me out too that would how stre- can someone have time to write Guns and Roses on the side of the Parthenon how's that even possible
0: <laughs> right? it's, just, it's just being like that lacks of security I mean I'm sure it's changed like you then. think you
1: could write something on the Lincoln Memorial no <laughs> 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 can you imagine that if you saw somebody doing that you'd just be writing like ar- hey man what are
0: you doing there's right arcade fire
1: on the <laughs> Lincoln Memorial <laughs> you're like what the fuck here's the other kind of vandalism that drives me crazy uh, uh I've lived in Santa Fe a lot of my life and uh, they have these beautiful uh, uh, aspen trees. Um, and am I saying the right kind of tree? there's those are the ones that are like white on the side and they you can ca- people carve their fucking names in the side of these trees. Oh see so you, what you're walking through. A beautiful forest, and it's just like, and if you're sticking on the trail, it's just up and down the trail, and A-G people- AG loves- Yeah, B- yes, yeah, a A-G. lot of that. Loves band names, and so-and-so loves so-and-so. Right. that uh... Or fuck so-and-so, <laughs> or pussy. I love yeah. that. I'm going to- Write the word pussy into a tree.
0: <laughs> so that whenever I walk past, I could be like, yo, that was me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it on the Parthenon last summer. <laughs> yeah. Just pussy. like drink,
0: drinking beer. Yeah, I'm the guy who wrote pussy on the Redwood tree. Because <laughs> that was a thing in the Redwood, North, Northern California for a while too. I think they had to like figure out like, you know, there's like now rules and people pay attention, like no uh, no carving in the trees because so many people just carve in the, and it stays forever. I know, and man. The trees live forever. and it's Oh, like, yeah.
1: And what the... Is it hilarious, the word? But the, uh, you know... Uh, JG plus TG is going to grow up the tree and be fucking <laughs> right. 30 feet up. <laughs> How'd JG get up there? Just
0: make room for more people to come. Just keep filling this tree <laughs> yep. up with fucking scar tissue where you get to write...
1: And then you'll see, like, something that's akin to that, but not, it's like good vandalism. Like also in Europe, and I can't think exactly where I've seen this, but I've seen it several times where you'll be on a bridge and they put locks on the bridge. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. You throw away the key. Like it's when you get married or something. Yeah.
0: You do it to like you're with a partner of some sort. There's one in Paris I saw. And then that's in a lot of cities. Yeah. Yeah. And And it
1: looks cool in some places. The city does not want you to do it. No, they'll even say they'll have special locks to buy in a special place for you to do it. And people are like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna put the locks wherever." Right? I yeah, want and to, I'm gonna put a combination here, lock that's an like, that's annoying right. for
0: you to break because that that's exciting
1: <laughs> to me. So that's the kind of thing where it's kind of beautiful in a way, even though it's vandalism,
0: right? But yeah, because that's like symbolic. Yeah, yeah that. But like. Stealing stealing things was like a big form of like, and I guess that's not going in
1: that subset because
0: there's like stealing funny things to have. Like if you had like, like we like one of the things and you can see a pattern here is we used to we didn't have any political beliefs growing up so we just would steal all the politician signs and put them on like one person's house you know like mm-hmm. where we knew a teacher lived yeah, or I've the annoying too. We just That's put like 60 on the front lawn yeah. like, a, like a guess who board or whatever um, but a, then in college it would be so funny to like come back to your dorm and like, you know, like <laughs> it's like is that a cafeteria table and six chairs and you're yes. we like yup dude <laughs> it's like when the RAs find it we're gonna get in trouble we're like, like yep <laughs> it's like it's just funny to us to have that for and some that's reason that's getting
1: your male energy out of like oh, i gotta prove myself i'm just gonna steal this <laughs> table that's impossible to steal yeah
0: someone said like all you want to do in like is like fight and fuck and you can't do either so you're just like oh, yeah well I write my know, name on something <laughs> yeah
1: you know that is it though because i wasn't doing either um for the most part and you do just have that <clears throat> i'm not saying it excuses it but no you do no have that, it's, you do it's a problem pentap energy <laughs> starting in high school well,
0: i feel like a lot of kids do guys and uh, you know all, across all genders it's just like how it's acted out i think you know yeah i think it's traditionally comes out in boys as like vandalism and rough housing and
1: <laughs> one thing we stole was uh the hulk the hulkamania hulk <clears throat> life-size hulk cardboard cutouts that were in 7-Elevens oh, yes. and in the South and U totems and a special case. There was like a, a summer when they were all out and that was our, it was so funny because they would end up in like my, our closets. So we would like at <laughs> night and, you know, stick and my mom came in and was like, why are there three Hulk Hogan's in your closet? <laughs> that you have to come fu- up with an excuse.
0: Uh, that's the funniest, yeah. And that's why, like, because the seasonality of things, too, made it like, well, now we have, like, a target. That's why, like, pumpkins are so fun to, like, smash, because you're like, you're like, hell yeah, now there's just pumpkins out, and people want to get rid of them in a month anyway. Yeah. We
1: made the paper on the Hulk Hogan one. Oh, that's awesome. Like, we didn't get caught, but it was like a rush of Hulk Hogan's <laughs> being stolen
0: because you guys would just hear like hey i the sevs on 34 is nah, nah, the Seven Eleven on 34 yes. ha, yeah, yeah like, yes. let's go <laughs>
1: yes this that's is- kind of ballsy too because that's a big thing you are stealing
0: right yeah and it's stealing and you're stealing from like a and it's a
1: giant thing. It's right. not like something you stick in your pocket. It's like
0: But it also sir- it circles around that area of almost no value and sort of yes. transient yes. of transient like yes. it's gonna be gone in three months anyway. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great point. So because
1: it, it, even a jo- a five cent Jolly Rancher is more on the stealing side than, then the, than exactly. the Hulk Hogan. I, it I'm is, with you on that. Yeah. I can't remember what I think was he it must have been for Slurpees. I can't remember what it was for. Or was it just for Hulkamania? Must have been for something. Yeah, I'm sure it was a tie-in with some shit.
0: You know, uh-huh. he was like selling fucking uh soda or something like that to kids.
1: Yeah, so in our heads, like so that's what I'm saying, is like I feel it no, my friend did remind me of this though, going back to the stealing. This is just bad. But uh there was there's this movie that people should look up. It's called Suburbia. And it's not the one you're thinking of. Uh it, it was a punk rock movie called Suburbia. It's the most, <clears throat> the way it's shot is so fucking punk and real. And there's this scene in it. And uh, I can't remember what band's playing. It's probably D.I. Richard hung himself, Richard hung himself. So it's this fucking kick-ass fucking song playing. And what these, in the movie, these punks are going into people's garages and where people have meat freezers in their garages, you know, in the summer, people's garage doors are just open for whatever reason. And everybody has a fucking meat freezer where I'm from. Yeah, and yeah. Southern California, too. Because I'm sure that's where there's a shot. And uh, th- it's just this montage of them going into fucking meat freezers and stealing steaks. <laughs> and we saw that move and we're like, that's so <laughs> fucking cool. We got to go do that, oh, man. Oh, that's
0: Awesome. So we yeah, went and did that fucking...
1: one day we went we went into these fucking rich suburbs and uh, when people's garage doors and we just ran into their garage and went to their meat freezers and stole steaks.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. Crazy though. Did you go in other people's pools in their backyards and shit, pool hopping? Dude, that was kind of big in the summer in my and then also like when you were after you were done pool hopping, throwing like all their patio furniture in
1: the pool or something stupid like that? Dude, I think I've told you this story, but your listeners probably haven't heard it. This is this is my epic story. So mad dog twenty twenty. Yes. We talked about this.
0: I we've I think I don't know if I know the story yet. And I know a lot of the stories okay. from touring together. But, but
1: everybody has a mad dog for my generation. I don't know what the new thing to drink is that just gets you drunk in a half hour. Yeah, but. that was
0: like uh mad dog twenty twenty
1: and Wild Irish uh, Rose Yeah
0: and then like uh, 40s of malt liquor You mm-hmm. know like oh you drank Old E You know what I mean and you But even
1: like, malt liquor takes a little bit longer Like yeah. Mogan David you can just like Anyway, you can get blind. Yeah, I Mad mean, Dog 2020
0: was like wine. It was like, it had like, it had a, the alcohol content of like wine, but like you could drink it like it was beer. So you could it was get like
1: crazy alcohol content. Yeah. But anyway, it got you, it's like hash brains. It got you way more fucked up than you even imagined you're going to be. where all <laughs> of a sudden you find yourself in a place where you're like, how did I get in this place and I'm it's in right now? Mega cheap.
0: Yeah. How, why is there police sirens in the car behind me and I'm in the backseat of someone well, else's? That, that's
1: car. the story. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're skinny dipping one night we're at this party where uh we're drunk on mad dog 2020. Shit
0: was so cheap too
1: and uh it's like uh, let's go skinny dipping oh let's go to <clears throat> the community pool in Kim's neighborhood yeah let's do that so she lived in this kind of it wasn't gated neighborhood but definitely like Fantasy. rich people. <laughs> Gate and there was definitely a gate around the community pool that we climbed over so we're skinny dipping in the community pool and it's like four of us and uh uh two women two guys weep weep i'm like oh shit (laughs) everyone skedaddles perfect word for what we're doing because we're like skedaddle is like where's my fucking clothes like a
0: beetle running away like
1: and my (laughs) clothes are everywhere too it's like my my shirt's there my shorts are there i grab my yellow lacoste shirt and my black high tops and that's all i can find we all are climbing over this fence, trying to escape all going different directions. Cause to scatter and we're not, my car is nowhere around. So I, I think we'd walked there just blind drunk. So we're not looking for a car. So we're literally just running in all directions. Meet you back at the party is the vibe. I I'm trying to impress the women in the group. I'm trying to impress everybody. Once again, <laughs> it's going back to that male energy, I guess. <sighs> Great punctuation. <laughs> Male energy. <laughs> 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 mad Dog 2020.
0: <laughs> Screamed about mad dog 2020. Arthur just starts be a barking about his property. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm the mad dog here. <laughs> I'm the mad dog now, dog. So I'm like, I'm going to be a hero. I'm going to distract the police so everyone else can get away. So I yell,
0: fuck you, pig. Smart. <laughs> Smart. Literally
1: those words, "fuck you, pig." I can't see the police at this point. Where <laughs> once again, there's where this pool's kind of surrounded by woods. Hours from this now, I'm uh, from this point in the story. I, I I'm told what's happening at this point in the story. When I say "fuck you, pig," this cop is telling us, "All right, guys, you shouldn't be here. Just <laughs> put on your clothes and get out of here, and he's gonna let us go." <laughs> And he's being cool.
0: Of course, he his job, at minimum. He's supposed to just scare you out of the pool.
1: <clears throat> just get out of here. And you're like, you all become sudden, Spartacus. Then all of <laughs> a sudden, fuck you, pig! Rings out.
0: <laughs> Your friends are engaging with him, like.
1: And and also, my friend's like a calm man, like a sweet talker. Like it's all fine. Fuck you, pig! He's like, what? Who is that? <laughs> My friends say, we don't know that guy. <laughs> we just met him. His name is Charles. We just met him in the pool. We don't know that guy. He's like, so cut 2 I'm on the run with no pants, high tops, <laughs> and, a yellow, and look- a yellow shirt on. <laughs> and that's exactly what's being put into the APB. Uh, we got a. <laughs> Uh, sixteen-year-old. Th- well, how old was I? It was eighteen? Like the eighteen-year-old white male, yellow shirt, answers no to pants. Charles. <laughs> His name's Charles. Dude, I ran away from this cop for hours because the the party was a long distance away, walking wise. I and can't you, remember how I got to this pool. And but you're I, dong out. Uh, yes. <laughs> Or your I think I little, wrapped my shirt around my You're full waist little Donnie. <laughs> I'm in backyards, like you were talking about earlier. I'm running through backyards.
0: Trying <clears throat> to stay off the streets because you think cops are driving up and down and looking.
1: Dogs are barking, obviously, because I'm in people's backyards. Right. I think they're all police dogs. Because I'm drunk out of my mind. That makes sense. And I'm in an episode of Hogan's Heroes, and there's fucking... German Shepherds and they're probably all fucking Shih tzus. <laughs> right.
0: and they're coming from inside people's houses or in or the maybe y-
1: yards yeah. or whatever but I'm hearing dogs all around because I'm running through backyards dogs going fucking nuts in my mind they're police dogs I jump into a creek <laughs> like Hogan's heroes you're like the dogs find, can't follow no, me dude I find a straw <laughs> Oh my god! And I think I'm gonna breathe through the empty reed. That is. That does not. In the mud, while the Doberman's jump over me, (laughs) and who knows what was really going on? I'm basically just waddling around in the fucking mud, (laughs) putting reeds in my (laughs) mouth. So it was a good amount of time. like It was at least two hours, and I'm running through these fucking backyards trying to get from neighborhood to neighborhood, and they're foam. There's lots of cop cars, and I see them. <laughs> I see cop cars, and I hear them, and I'm like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> Eventually, I'm in this apartment complex, hiding in this wood pile. And like I said, I'm fucking new, so I can't just like... <laughs>
0: knock on a door G- or walk
1: down a normal street <laughs>
0: oh right yeah you can't right. just like walk into a 7-eleven and be like oh yeah. i am been here buying a soda yeah, yeah. fucking
1: crazy <laughs> and i'm covered in mud <laughs> and you're like said "Fucking you bitch. you're like a
0: legit like you're like first blood like when rambo shows up in like that small town and everyone's like what's up with this guy <laughs>
1: so then i'm in this wood pile and finally a light hits that fucking uh spotlight that's on the car uh, cop cars hits the pile all right charles (laughs) come on uh uh, we see you behind the wood pile. charles come out from behind the wood pile. we see you charles i have not heard this story in my drunk head i think they're looking for some guy named charles oh i thought they're looking for me I'm not Charles. Meanwhile, you don't, yeah, you can't so, connect. I don't fr- know the story. Right, right. Yeah. So I come out and I'm like, who knows what I look like? If I'm like <laughs> naked covered in mud. Uh, hey, I'm not Charles. so I don't know who you guys are. Get in the back of the... And the guys yelling at me. He's calling me Charles. Get in the back of the fucking car, Charles. And that's like my whole line of defense for the first five minutes. Hey man, my name's not Charles. Like, I'm like, that's the only thing I'm innocent of (laughs) that night is being named Charles. Yeah,
0: we're also looking for a naked guy with a yellow (laughs) fucking shirt, and you're fucking Donald ducking it around the neighborhood. That's, and we. I
1: begged him to take me downtown to jail. Rather than home. And he took me home. Oh. Yeah, it's the worst night of my mom's life. <laughs> Maybe not that, but definitely of the part I spent with her. <laughs>
0: At least for what I was around for, I would that was the worst. <laughs> I caused the worst night of her life. Jesus Christ, that's really funny. Oh, that's
1: so. Is that vandalism? Skinny dipping? I didn't count that.
0: No, that's trespassing, which is another sort of harmless victimless crime that kids love yeah where you're like oh we just hang out in the park we drink in the park that was the thing you would just every weekend starting in ninth grade eighth grade if you were a little cooler you would just be in one of the parks drinking hopefully some older kid got you guys beer and just drinking until the cops showed up and then running away and then as you went home based on your curfews getting into whatever shenanigans yeah yeah and like that was all that was like junior high through high school. That was, like, every weekend. Once once we found, like, drinking, the, the vandalism became less, you know, it was, like, less about that kind of stuff and more, like, because I, like, the big thing I did was, it's beyond vandalism, is arson. I, like, Oof. we used to play with, we used to shoplift lighters from CVS and then just light shit on fire and put it out. We thought it was, like, the fucking,
1: I mean, I don't know what it is. But that's not arson. Did you ever light... <clears throat> A building or something on no, fire? what
0: happened was we were fucking we made like a bomb like a paper bag filled with like crab apples and balled up newspaper and be like, mm-hmm. this would be so funny. there's this big sand pit at our uh, elementary school uh, we're in junior high at this point like oh no, we're going to elementary school and it's like there's a huge sand pit. uh we should put this bomb in it and light it on fire'd be so cool and it like jumped to some dry grass and we couldn't put it out and the entire like elementary school field, because it's dry oh, it dry and it all catches fire and oh, man, the fucking people are outside of their houses like the houses that butt up against the with hoses and shit and i just had i called 911 i'm like there's a fire and i stayed there and just like got in trouble and it was the fucking worst and i like stopped playing with fire like literally got kind of scared of fire from like that point on yeah. for the rest of my life <laughs> and it fucked me up so bad i had to go to summer camp the next day for a week sleepaway camp so i like Woke up my, and my parents were working that night. So I was just like staying at my friend's house because the cops brought me home and my parents weren't home, of course. <laughs> they're like <laughs> working parents. Mm-hmm. And their son's like setting fire. He's supposed to be home watching his brothers and oh, in there instead man. they're all setting fires. And I fucking get uh like go to camp, come back seven days later. I'm so tired from camp and don't want to face my dad that silent car my friend's mom drives us home so i just come home and go i'm really tired and i go to bed it's like three in the afternoon and i sleep till like 11 a.m the next day and i'm not even sleeping for huge chunks of it i just don't want to right initiate the next response and then my dad just comes in and goes wake up and he takes me to the park and he makes me like stand there and look at it for like 20 every time i go to turn around he's like don't turn around stay look at what you did and it's just like a week later and the field is all black
1: oh out. dude and it fucking
0: like it was like i felt like dead a mon- rabbits yeah i felt like a monster it was true it was like a cleared field it was like baseball sure, field. whatever yeah, you there's no remember animals, there's no animals harmed in the making of this little fucking quail baby <laughs> no, my quail eggs <laughs> one lady screaming my quail eggs <laughs> i'm like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry
1: yeah, I, I was fascinated by fire, but stealing I, street I signs never... was that big?
0: What's that? Stealing street signs was that ever big?
1: We liked the challenge of uh, we try we 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 planned and schemed with a Taco Bell. Uh, there were actual—I don't know if they had that where you're from. But there were actual Taco Bells in some of the Taco Bells in the like south. A bell? Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, we didn't.
1: Um, we schemed to steal that. But th- we didn't pull that off. I don't know if I've told you. We were trying to get into the bell tower of the state capitol. And that's the first time I ran into Bill Clinton. I've told you that story. No. Yeah. We were, uh, I was like 12 or 13. And the the Arkansas capitol looks like the nation's capitol is that same kind of dome. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 And so we were like, we got to get up in the dome and fuck around with the bell. And we're just walking around Kid offices and we're just walking around offices that we're not supposed to be in. And you're
0: just in the building trying to get out. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Like we walk off. Imagine the that happening
0: now. Like, oh
1: my God, get shot. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> and we literally walked into Clinton's oval office and he was in there <laughs> and he goes, are you Sandy Besser's boy? Cause they knew my, they were friends of my parents. I look just like my dad. I'm like, yes, sir. What are you doing in here? Uh, and I forget what he said. Like, we're lost. We were looking for the whatever.
0: <laughs> walked into Clinton's <laughs> <laughs> in while And got recognized by him. That's awesome. <laughs>
1: well, that's little we'll rock politics. But, yeah, small world. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah that's a s- trespassing story. But, like... Yeah, vandalism. I feel like even in college, oh, that's when you're getting so drunk and. But, oh, but like, I yeah. felt like it was uh, there was always an enemy, whether it was the the dorm we didn't like or the guy from the baseball team we didn't like. Yeah, the, the, it wouldn't just like senseless look. Like, let's just except for the light bulbs that, <laughs> but still, that was the college. I guess that's pretty senseless. It was
0: getting away with stuff. Like it was, I went to college in like a pre Instagram, pre social, like pre internet. I mean, we had the internet, but we used it for like email and games and porn. Um, But um, we still did things like, to flex you know what I mean like we in sophomore year we were so happy we lived in the one of the tighter security buildings because we didn't have like we weren't one of the better students freshman year but we fucking snuck a keg in through the window Mm -hmm. and it's like the windows don't open enough but if you get like a drill bit like we did like so much effort Mm -hmm. just to be like yo you heard that the 112 guys had a keg in their room it was like we would just do things just for like the status element of it of like we, like, set – like, we at our own parties, we would, like, set our Christmas tree on – like, we we got a Christmas tree one year. We came back. We had a welcome back for, like, the back half of the year party. We set the Christmas tree on fire.
1: We're Dude, like, did you not learn anything <laughs> at the field?
0: We – college was a problem. Dude, we, the, I wish I thought of it at the time to take a photo – or make a copy or a scan of the letter that our senior year landlord sent to all of our parents. It was like a fucking uh, opening to a 80s like frat comedy. It was like uh, the, the reason you will not be receiving your security deposit back is because of the following and like a laundry list of the most insane, like uh, all patio furniture was found in the trees. Downstairs was one a, a two foot high, high pile of broken glass. You know, just like the most insane. My parents were like, how are you fucking living? We painted the entire first like uh, two rooms in our first floor with chalkboard paint. <laughs> like like against the rules of the house and so we could just write whatever the fuck we wanted on it. We had like our, we had a beer pong room, we had two kitchens. It was so disgusting. Yeah. And it, the fucking I met my parents were like, "Jonathan,
1: you're you're graduating college this year." We my dream is for someone from Amherst College to hear this podcast and find this place I'm going to describe. But oh, hell yeah. In in certain dorms like if you would like peel back the wall, which we did on at least two different houses, you would find shit from like fraternities in the fifties that had been written on the walls or shit like that. And it'd be like, being in a pyramid or something. Oh,
0: that's cool. Yeah, that's like your Indiana Jones at that point.
1: And speaking of pyramids, there is these dorms that used to be called a dorm. I'm speaking to Amherst people now. But now they have a name for them. But at that point, they were called A-dorm and B-dorm. We lived in A-dorm on the top floor. And there was this unofficial attic, like an attic you're not supposed to be in. Like there's no entrance officially from your room to the attic but by using a drill and a hammer you could get up into this attic area so we made a whole extra party room up there and we called it egypt because the shape it was like a pyramid since it's the roof part you following me yeah dude this so is we awesome had, so we had tapestries hanging and my friend uh, uh eric miller who we called space warrior was this Big old dude had this uh, uh, hammer he used in geology class, and he would just fucking hammer out the walls. <laughs> to make more room? <laughs> to make more room upstairs. Oh, that's awesome. So i What was his nickname? Space Warrior? Space Warrior. You've probably met Space Warrior. He comes around in prep for humans every once in a while.
0: I think I may have met this dude, but that is the coolest nickname I've ever heard in my entire life.
1: Yeah, he's Space Warrior because he'll be in the middle of... Hey, space warrior! You're you're telling a story. <laughs> oh, he, yeah, oh. So he's off in space, fights, <laughs> battles.
0: That's a fucking cool ass
1: nickname. <laughs> hey man, you're in the middle of saying something. Y'all falling in space? What's going on out there? Oh, that that's then he key- give us a weather report from space. <laughs> that's uh,
0: egypt so you had a so if you're saying if you live in what is now the a dorm on the top floor yeah you gotta you break can get yourself into into the egypt. attic
1: and take some pictures for me because it's gotta still there's gotta be remnants
0: that's so awesome
1: i love that kind of shit there were the steam tunnels at amherst you could break into and that's the kind of thing where we'd have our keg parties like oh that's so cool. it's like the underground network
0: Oh, that's so fun! Yeah, Maris didn't have that bullshit. That mm-hmm. sounds like a fucking. You have to be an old, old building where there's like there's just vest uh, an old, old property where there's like vestiges of other things, like steam tunnels, for example. Like, yeah, that's so fucking cool. That that's like some fucking skull and bone shit. It is.
1: <laughs> it is, and some of and some of the fraternities were nasty fraternities, like the history of them. So it is almost like, oh yeah, some. D- d- devilish fraternities like the dark side of fraternities fuck dude that's yeah that the because the the i'm assuming people know but amherst banned fraternities at one point bought all the houses and then refurbished them all so that's why i'm saying there's layers of fraternity Uh, behind what the school has built over the fraternity
0: (laughs) that's wild
1: so what would be cut like and it, it kind of, I think it kind of all changed before I got there. But like, it'd be like, yeah, I live in TD. What's TD? Oh, it's not called TD anymore. It's called Seligman or now right. It's named but after TD someone. was the name of the fr- like You're right.
0: Uh, that makes sense. Theta but Delta. But now whatever, it's yeah.
1: co-ed and anyone can live there, not just rich a- sons uh, of rich assholes.
0: Uh, that's freshman uh, freshman year of college. We lived. I lived in the what was the basement of a building, and it was like shitty, like no windows but it was ground floor. So no, they didn't put any women on the floor. So the floor was all dudes. Oh, interesting. Cause they didn't want, uh, but like they also did male floor, female floor. Like we didn't like have, mm-hmm. uh, um, because it was a Catholic college. But, uh, if you were in the basement, you can get anyone into the building. If there's these like red tags that they put on the window, if you cut it, they'll know you open the window uh. past a certain point, And it's like, all you gotta do if you're an uh, entrepreneur is go to Home Depot and pick yeah. yourself up some red tags. Yeah. And we just bought red tags and we would put them on fresh like every morning because we would just. I, I literally it's hyperbolic and maybe racist for me to say, but I was running like an underground railroad of dudes and women whose girlfriends lived in my building, whose partners lived in my building, That's who not wanted to hyperbolic- go. Oh,
1: man, you're a hero. You're a hero. <laughs> like the people. I'm not my generation. No, you're better than her. <laughs> it was more difficult security where you were.
0: It was a matter if of life you got and death. Caught, you'd be kicked <laughs> out of college. I was just like everyone would it's go worse like supposed to be in a slave. I, I was room 007. So it oh, was even it was like a lot of social pressure. Yeah, Oh, wait, no, was I 014 across from 007. Uh, I can't remember, I can but I was like, the, I was the end, I was the end room, so I had the biggest like, window and like the clearest path. So I literally was like, someone would be like, "Hey, my girlfriend wants to come over." I'm like, "All right, 12:30." I would have like a girl come in at 12:30, a, a, a boyfriend coming in at 12:45, like lined up to go upstairs to their fucking hook up. I'd be like, "All I need is a sniff." All right? <laughs> 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 Just give me a sniff on the way out. And we're oh. We're gonna... <laughs> look, there's a lot of terrible stuff going on in this world. A lot of scary stuff. But you know what else is scary? Two thirds of men lose their hair by age 35. I'm past that point, And I'm scared. If you start noticing your hair is going out, it's too late, baby. Um, it's hard to regrow hair, but it's easier to hold on to the hair you have. So you got to do yourself a favor. You can't just do like you know snake oil treatments and you know rub guava paste on your scalp and stuff no you you need to you need to go to science man with science baldness is optional so that's why I'm here to talk about hymns hymns is it connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat hair loss you've heard me talk about this on the podcast before but it's well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescription so it's not like They're not sketchy things. They're for real prescription medications, this just is a way to circumvent the waiting room, the awkward in-person doctor visits, and save you a bunch of time. Look, we're young people who listen to podcasts. Do we want everything delivered right to us? Yes. So if hair loss is an issue of yours, it's very easy. Just answer a few questions, doctor will review it, and prescribe you. And then po- the products are shipped right to your door. You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to find a hat to put over your bald spot so that you can leave the house. Look, my listeners also get a trial Month of hymns for just five bucks today, right now while supplies last. Go to the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to fourhymns dot com slash mighty. That's f o r h i m s dot com slash mighty. forhims.com dot com slash mighty. M i g h t y. Guys, call me Jordan Belfort because I'm the wolf of Wall Street now. Despite knowing almost nothing about business, thanks to... Robinhood. Robinhood's an investing app that you can buy and sell stocks, options, cryptos, all stuff I don't really know about, but commission free. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. Trade stocks and you get to keep all of your profits. It's super easy to use, even I'm learning how to invest on it, which is pretty wild. They've uh, they keep stuff sorted in certain collections that's easy like female CEOs Or 100 most popular, or entertainment, you know, stuff that's, you know, you can figure out what kind of companies you want to invest in. It's a great way to learn how to invest as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks and track your favorite companies, all that. And then here's the best part Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple Ford or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at mighty.robinhood.com. That's mighty.robinhood.com. The thing we used to do, too, is, uh, like, lacrosse glove box. Like, because we always had had lacrosse players on our floor, so it would be like, we just take, put on lacrosse gloves, and and sometimes helmets, sometimes not, and just straight up fist fight in the common area. (laughs) (laughs) Our, like, RA was this, was literally named Ox, or Moose, and he was this big fucking lacrosse player from, like, the Ozarks or something like he's just like this big like farm boy and he was so didn't know how to be an RA he clearly had some deal with NCAA to like be an RA to get free uh, and he was like we played flip cup with Dr. Pepper on like the first day of freshman year he's like uh-huh. he didn't even know what to do like that was like not he was like uh, I can't give you guys alcohol so we're gonna play flip cup but with Dr. Pepper <laughs> we were all like this is insane <laughs> but yeah our floor was like a violent group of jocks freshman year and that's like the people I started hanging out with and it was just all these like meatheads. heads. Like uh, it was like two crew guys, like five football players, a few baseball players, a couple of weirdos, like four rugby players. And it was just like, the floor was, and we were the basement. We were basement boys. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like we basement were perfect. boys. Yeah, we called ourselves the basement boys. It was like perfect, absolute scumbaggery. And like every build every apartment I lived in on campus got a reputation. Like we were like Van Wilder, like all 112, and then we were N1 and then we were a sunset. You know, like and everyone knew about like oh the N1 boys. They you, set up a say, sled into their fucking living room again.
1: <laughs> going back to our theme of trying to prove oneself and be bigger than yourself right right yeah which which i was doing more than you were because you were a big guy but like i i was always trying to prove myself as an athlete and finally found uh found that in soccer which i became good at i thought um in arkansas and when i was choosing colleges i had the 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 balls the bravat, the, the gumption to when I went from school to school, meet the soccer coaches of the school and they were <laughs> recruiting me. Cause this is the days before YouTube people didn't know how good you were. Yeah, like you- I was on a, we went to state my team, but we're in Arkansas. Like Arkansas soccer was way behind what was going on in the Northeast. Like it just didn't compare. And I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm like I went to fucking state I started on my high school and I went to state I'm good and I'd meet all these coaches they thought I was too right like why wouldn't you be my resume was good
0: he's like he played as a state
1: level player I had blue ribbons trophies (laughs) and I'm getting recruited at these good good division three for soccer Uh, and uh, including Amherst like the fucking coach gave me a tour of the fields and everything I get their freshman year I'm like, why am I on the floor with all the football players? All these guys are huge. I thought I'd I thought I'd be with soccer players. One of these guys goes, hey, it's like the first day. Let's go down the fields and play soccer. I'm like, oh, great. I'm like, why are all the football players running down to the field to play <laughs> soccer? And then I realize, oh, they're not football players, <laughs> just muscular, athletic guys These play are... soccer here. <laughs> yeah. What the hell's happening? Why are they body checking me? I'd never had body checking before in soccer. Like, I never had someone kind of, like, try to muscle me out. Yeah. Especially well, in pickups. Is soccer. it because in
0: the South, like, football is so prominent that it's like, yes. even if you suck at football, you play football rather than soccer?
1: Yeah, and also my generation was the first generation to even play soccer in right. the South.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. And it was
1: all the kids too skinny to play. But anyway, my
0: grandpa was uh, from Germany. My dad's stepdad, so he like uh, he was from Ber- uh, Berlin. He like soccer. He was a soccer player and a soccer ref. And soccer was huge in our lives, like from childhood. Because our grandpa's like they must play soccer.
1: Yeah. And so so, I'm trying to find meaning in the vandalism here. But like at that point, I thought I was an athlete. So it's freshman year of college, I think <laughs> I'm a soccer athlete. I realized two days into this, I'm nowhere near the level of these guys. You're like, I'm
0: not playing soccer here.
1: Well, I tried. I I played and, and then I was on the JV team. Then I was like on the bench for the JV team. And I was like, fuck this.
0: Right. (laughs)
1: Um, But
0: you, you played soccer for like a a full year, a full season
1: of JV. Yeah, I did. And I played intramural all four years.
0: Right. Once you've, Felt, once you got out of that, you're like, I'm going to at least still play soccer. Right, and
1: intramural had the real soccer players in it too. But but anyway, that kind of took away my masculinity or whatever. The one Your thing, perceived masculine, yeah. The yeah. one thing I was like, okay, I'm. <laughs> I'm trying to analyze myself. Here.
0: Yeah, you're like, that's like, you were self-identifying as an athlete right. at that Right, so point. now and I did have that anymore. In your, and you, not a fan of anything being phony, right. is like, I can't be a phony guy and still pretend to be a soccer player. I can't even like continue the charade on myself.
1: So now all I have left is Animal House. like. <laughs> like <laughs> but when the, when the, we were going through the, when the nation was going through the Kavanaugh trial, I kept going... There's a whole generation that was fucked up by the movie Animal House. Like, yes. I'm convinced of that. Like, to be as fun as that movie is, it's it teaches you how to be an awful man. If you right? Kind of well, it's it.
0: like it's there's it's very dated in that it's like women they're like voyeurs there's like a date rape sequence there's like racism racism elements it's like kind of fucked up and And putting
1: all those aside because those aren't the 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 elements that stayed with me was get really drunk and go crazy that's yeah exactly
0: that's what i took away from that movie right so
1: that's what you did and that's what like
0: how college was perceived in like movies all the time yeah and that's like what you and you get it still that way I don't know if it's still that way. I think there's, like, the woke college uh, trope now. Well, I was going to say like, about
1: the athletes, unlike what you were saying, the soccer guys were kind of goody two-shoes. Like, they they were serious about soccer and, you know, Amherst was a good school. They were serious about Coming doctors and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, see, Maris wasn't like a particularly good school.
1: Being the partiers necessarily.
0: Interesting. Yeah, Maris was like. I was
1: the partier, so I'm amongst all these big, you know, for real guys who look like men, but I'm the one like trying to to make up for it, acting the craziest to try to make up for it.
0: Right. That makes total sense. I mean, that's sort of that's sort of an origin story like similar to mine too, where it's like, I didn't fit in with like nerds or jocks. So I was just like, I'm just going to be the funny, crazy guy. And everybody's going to like me in my head. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm or like, be
1: totally annoyed by you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, Oh, I'm just absolutely polarizing. That's
1: all. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was very, I was more popular with the class ahead of me and behind me than my own class. That's <laughs> for sure.
0: Uh, yeah, I was more popular with, um, with like scumbags, <laughs> like kind scumbags. of like dirtbag guys. <laughs> dirtbag people really liked me.
1: All I wanted to do. Thank God we became comedians because that's that was such a goal of mine. Oh, like in college was.
0: I just wanted to be considered funny yeah. by so many people, and then thank God I also thank God I found comedy because like I'd be so upset with myself. I'm curious how I'd be acting out like like what I'd be like, you know what I mean?
1: So let's tie this up in a bow. Of I went to...
0: By the way, we've done now pranks, confrontations, and vandalism yeah. as the as well, the that's best That's why I'm it's the to, trifecta. Yeah, yeah.
1: Of, uh, it's useful aggression. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, or outlets for aggression, whether you find it useful or not. But uh, I tried to put my comedy to use on this election. I went to... Little Rock and Conway, because there's this politician, Jason Raypert, who's just an awful man. He's, uh, he's an evangelical. He has spent, he spent years. He's been there, I think eight years in office at this point. His big projects have been changing the name of the airport, taking the Clinton name off of the airport because he hates the Clintons and putting the 10 commandments on the state lawn. And he has succeeded in putting the commandments on the, on the state lawn and that's something, folks, that takes years in legislation. It's not just something you snap your fingers. And that's it, what he fought for. It that's becomes what he did a law. With his it's a law to be put forward to be voted on. It's the type of law people are scared to vote against. In right? Because it'll states. make them look
0: bad in, uh, the, to their constituents or whatever.
1: yeah He put together this whole charity, which is his own charity, which got funding. I won't. I won't bore your listeners with all of it, but you, you can see what type of person this is. He. He threatens his constituents. He, he disavows anyone who isn't Christian, an atheist in particular. Um, and I was watching this uh, documentary called Meth Storm on HBO this year that was about this county in Arkansas with this terrible meth problem. It's just the saddest documentary you've ever seen. And then I realized, that's this guy's fucking county. This is Jason Rapert. That's under his County. jurisdiction. And it's like he, yeah, he has like two counties, and that's one of them. And it's it, his priorities is putting the fucking Ten Commandments and get and putting in God in, uh, in God We Trust posters and schools and that kind of shit. And he's the king of Meth Storm County. So I'm like, I got to go do something to get this guy out of office, right? So I go do these fundraiser shows and... For his opponent. For, for his, his opponent, opponent. the Faulkner County Democratic Party. And, uh, and to raise awareness in uh, voter registration. So, so I do all that. In my show, the very first line of my show, and you can find this at Matt Besser, because I, I, I put it up. I open the show by going, Hey, folks, it's great to be back in Arkansas. Uh, where I first started my political activism at the age of 15, where uh, after midnight, me and these guys, because I'm on stage with this band, my friends from high school, me and these guys used to drive around and uh, uh, take uh, political signs off of lawns and throw them in a ditch, and the crowd goes, yay! So that's all I say. I just say that. That's how I open my show. This guy taped my show, The Senator, Jason Rapert. he had some guy come to my show and tape it. Okay.
0: <laughs> some fucking Republican intern
1: filming yeah. your fucking the, comedy show. Well, I'm told this happens all the time. They have, you, you have, your opponent always tapes the other rally to see what's said and what he can use against you. It's like done all the time on Democrats and Republicans now, but they, uh, tape my show and it's probably a week later. Rapert, Jason Rapert. uh, tweeted that there's been a rash of campaign sign vandalism and signs being stolen and
0: pinned it on and you he
1: blamed it on the California atheist who barreled into Conway, Arkansas brought here by the Democrats. He literally blamed me and he didn't just do it once. He did it over a period of weeks.
0: Oh, fuck this. Uh, dude. Tweeting
1: out announcements of like, Hey, we know this is going on and we got to battle this. And I it's thought I saw some of the, of the verbiage campaign. too. Yeah.
0: It was like, uh, you know, it's instigating an improper way of dealing with politics, like accusing you of like changing the dialogue between parties and shit.
1: But how crazy is that? Is that he makes a point every time you can read this on my, my, uh, site in his Facebook and his Twitter of calling me a California atheist so, and he also says he's not, he's sick of identity politics in the same breath of calling me a California atheist, <laughs> but those are trigger words for his constituents. Right. Like they're all big time Christians and nobody likes California. So those are two words right. in a particular Hollywood, California. Right. So think of me, the kid wanting to be funny you know, not knowing I want to be a comedian and live in Hollywood, but still I want to be funny. That's what I'm all about. And I want to be righteous. I want to do it for the right thing. And my anger comes from the, the the fucked up religious shit in my own family and makes me into an atheist because I, I don't want to be any part of any of this shit. So that kind of forms my personality forms, what I become, where I move to, but I still am connected to my home state and then when I go back there to try to help it, it all comes back that I get. I bring up something I did when I was a kid. I used to steal signs, right. and now I'm being blamed for the vandalism in <laughs> Central Arkansas in a real major political fight. Right, when the senator- like I'm being dragged. Both opponents are talking about me. <laughs> like that shouldn't be. No. Like I should not be part of the conversation. But, but that's I am. just
0: like it's just like that fucking smokescreen bullshit it's it like is. getting people all you need is people to be you just need i mean i'm just saying shit people already know but you just need people fucking wound up it doesn't even need to be in any direction you just need to get your people lathered california
1: up. atheist stealing vandalism crime Disrespect, like he was putting neighbor, all this stuff
0: yeah it's like all those words meanwhile
1: that, this guy's on tape uh He's saying, I think he literally says this, we we can't let minorities run roughshod over our rights or something like that. But this <laughs> is all on YouTube. You can find this. Uh, for your edification, surprise, this surprise. is all on my Twitter, and I, I laid it all out there my whole adventure. But the adventure, <laughs> unfortunately, ends with him winning. I know. It, of registered voters, only 50% of registered voters voted in that district, District 35, uh, so like there's 70,000 people who can vote or who are registered. So imagine who can, but just who are registered, like 30, 35 of those actually voted. And of that, it came down to, he got like 15,000 and she got 12,000. So there's like a 3000 oh. person difference. Is that not nauseating? That's awful. And that's one of the most populous populated districts in the state. So, so it's like people can't get motivated. So that's why I'm so depressed is like people can't get motivated to vote an asshole like that out. Right. And because
0: I, it, because it doesn't hurt them directly.
1: Right. Cause that's like, that's I, well, my attitude does, that I'm but, starting. That's but my, they don't get it.
0: There's a lot of people. Yes, exactly. There's a lot of people who I, who I know are not full of hate, who are like, but the stock market is better, which is like the weirdest barometer for like something, but it is like the upper middle class is like, but things are going well for me right now, you know? And it's like that, that th- fucking- That's what
1: I'm really afraid of is like even, like I think I had friends, I, I know people in, in Arkansas who voted for Democrats, but who might not have been motivated to canvas or to do calls or really to do- <laughs> Because what I keep saying, like anybody cares what I have to say. I wish I was famous and then people would care what I had to say. But (laughs) what I keep saying is you can't just vote. You have to get someone else to vote. Right. And nothing's going to change. You
0: have to double your your weight. So
1: you can't feel good at the end of the day like, well, I voted. I did my part. you got to feel good that, oh, I got my conservative sister to change her mind. Right. Yeah. I or I got my my
0: my, my uh, brother who hasn't participated in an election yet to participate for the d- yeah. Dems. Yeah, and we
1: literally have that uh, in uh, Daniel's side of the family now. Like, there's a balance of they're in Florida and they're conservative, and we're in California and we're blue, and it's like we are the balance of the nation right now. If we could somehow
0: <laughs> get them change <laughs> yeah. their minds, if everyone could, if flip, everyone can do that. If everyone could flip one uncle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or get him to fucking stay home. Yeah. <laughs> on that day. Ugh. At least embarrass. If you can't art, because so many uh, red staters will say they go back to a well, little Pelosi, will Hillary, will Bill. It's the same all over. I just want to go, well, just, just don't vote then. <laughs> right. You can at least admit that Trump's <laughs> awful. Just don't. <laughs> It's dumb. Then just vote stay for home. Him.
0: Take the fucking day off. You don't have yeah. to
1: vote for Pelosi and oh. Pelosi's friends. <laughs> you're like, I
0: wish more celebrities I wish I was famous. Every celebrity saying, get out there and vote, and you're the only celebrity who's going, hey, don't vote. Because your opinion yeah. is dumb. <laughs>
1: like,
0: oh yeah. Well it that, it's I mean, we're saying nothing no one hasn't we're not saying anything new here, but like, it's just about winning, which is like the weirdest thing now. Like all that matters is people it's fucking New York and Boston now. And not just like,
1: and I think it got, it had its teams. I have a very, I'm very pessimistic. I keep trying to stay on the theme here, but like, uh, did you hear those ads that were going out or it was one ad? Uh, how did it go? Uh, uh, the, it was uh, two black women doing terribly racist black sense. Did you not hear this? Oh, where they're, they're saying uh,
0: is in Florida, uh, right? Uh, the Andrew uh, Gillum
1: stuff. Where they're saying uh, it was about Kavanaugh. The Democrats. You're. I'm sorry. I'm using this voice, but that's what how it was going. The Democrats. They they believe you're guilty until proven innocent, and they'll be lynching people because they were they were comparing it to the Kavanaugh trial oh, and, and and saying Democrats are going to start lynching uh, black young men was basically the point. You didn't hear this ad? No. Really? Well, thought,
0: was this the one that went out in Florida? That's what I thought. It was I, in Arkansas. Oh, it was in Arkansas. Okay.
1: It was against one of the candidates. It was for one of the candidates I was campaigning against. Jesus. But it's that kind of shit where you're like- when you hear dirty shit like that, and it was put out by an organization called Black Americans for the President or for Trump, some bullshit organization where you know it has nothing, there's no black people involved, or they're awful if they are. And you're like, things got to get nasty. Like, I wanted to vandalize French, this guy. This guy's campaign headquarters that night, because that's awful. Right. That's when things have to get nasty. And I think that's where we're at right now. Things it's funny need, you say this. You guys start getting nasty. I was just saying to someone the other day uh, that I wish I
0: could I wish the Democrats could run me as one of the people this time around. As like to fall on the sword, more or less, but to just go up there and fucking roast Trump and be like relentless and call him out on all his play his fucking bully game, bully him. I would fucking or not me, whoever fucking right. some some Jim Jeffries, Al yeah, Al Franken. So just Al Franken should do that. Al Franken's <laughs> fucking toast. He should go up there and know he's gonna just have truth. to say all the truth. He's know he's gonna have to get answer to the fucking sleeping boob grab pick and just fucking lose and just know, and that's not the guy we're is betting that,
1: on is that legal because i was thinking about i was thinking that exact same thing for this race because i i tried to distance myself from the candidates because this guy did keep trying to attach me to the candidate right um but i wanted to say all the things that once again i wish people gave a shit but like if i was someone that people did give a shit would it be legal for me to campaign so this the good the, the woman i was for was named maureen skinner and the, the guy was against Jason Rapert. So what if I made it a th- I was independent and I made it a three-way race and I go in there and I say all the atheist, but all the truthful shit. Is it legal for me a week before the race to say I drop out now and I endorse Maureen? I wonder. Is that legal if it's a plan? Like if I told Maureen I'm going to do this. I feel like. I'm going to run, but then I'm going to drop out last minute and I'm going to push it to you is that legal
0: I can't imagine it is or else it would feel like we would see it more right we would see because then you would run like a two-pronged everyone would be running like a two-pronged election I don't know um I would love to fucking I, it, do. It, I would it, love to just be there and be like eh, I Shut the fuck up. Come on, man. Uh-huh. You know that's not... That's disgusting. That's racist. That's racist. That is fucking racist. Like, I just want to be able to... Uh, uh, and no Or whoever this person... In my head, I'm imagining it's me because I'm a fucking egomaniac. But whoever the person is, if Alec Baldwin wasn't such a monster, that would be someone to be like, hey, Alec, go up there and you're, you're informed and you're aggressive and you're charming. And fucking roast this motherfucker. He's not
1: smart enough, though. No. you would need to be like Al Franken. Yeah.
0: You got to beat him, beat him in his own game. Plus with intelligence and like opinions that Uh favor human humanity and like, just go out there and fucking kill him at that. And then, then, then bring Kamala Harris into the fucking light or whoever, whoever, I don't know anything about that kind of element of politics.
1: You always read about, and I can't think of one example, their names, but you'll read about an Israeli comedian is now, Going to be the prime minister, or whatever. It's not that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You're like all. The- I, I think there's like. I, I bet there's. I there's at least three comedians who have become major politicians out there right now. Yeah. And I wonder if they started out like I'm just going to sarcastically do that, and then they get caught up in it. and They're like, "Well, I'm pretty good at this, and people like me." And then they are serious. Yeah. I. I like feel Howard like- Stern did it sarcastically. Ran for governor way back in the day but he never really wanted to be the governor
0: right right he didn't have like real political uh, motivations i think comedians just also see it like law school in a way too where they're like it's something i could do that would be for the good that it lets my charisma and my intelligence i I benefit from these two comedy's too fucking hard comedy's not really working or Politics is pretty similar, and all of a sudden, you're like, See how bad shit is, and you're like, I'm fucking busting my ass doing comedy at night, and I'm making, you know, I'm making these
1: guys on Twitter. I want to go, Shut your fucking mouth and run for office already. You're fucking pissing me off, right? Lecturing all the time, (laughs) do it already,
0: right? Just do what, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have put a lot of celebrities have put their money where their mouths are in this last. I'll give a lot of people credit.
1: I, I agree, but to me, the only way to do that is to go canvassing. Like, what would that be otherwise?
0: I know. People are... I mean, people are canvassing. No, people I People are donating. People are but phone like, banking. But, like, tweeting is nothing to No, me. no, no. Tweeting is... I don't do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when people think, yeah, I'm really working out there, I tweet every day. Go yeah. vote. Like, that's nothing. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> it, it's not hurting, but it's not how... It's, not, it's nothing. It it's almost nothing. is
1: hurting if people think that's enough. And I think people... When I, I think, started reading like – and I, I see the argument, but – so please don't tweet this at me. But the the people going, hey, don't – stop telling millennials they're not going to vote because they're voting more than ever before. It's like, stop telling me how to tell people to vote. Right. Just like you can <laughs> tell people to vote in a different way. I'm telling people to vote my own way. Maybe <laughs> it will inspire people. Maybe – won't but i don't need a lecture on how to tell people to vote we're right. all trying our best here
0: <laughs> well also it feels like let's not get mired in how to tell people to vote let's just tell people to vote everyone do
1: it right. however they think if is you want to pat them on the back and say how great they are i'm gonna refer to 2016 where we all didn't vote and right. that's how i'm looking at it
0: right <laughs> fuck yeah i feel like uh people are going to be doing a lot more going forward there's going to be a lot about getting people out to vote like activating other people I on don't democracy. I understand
1: it. I, I would love... I pitched uh, a similar show to Earwolf of like, I would love just to follow 12 people. I'd love to follow different kind of people. 12 people who voted for Trump. I'd love to check in with them once a week. <laughs> Have them to defend everything. Just normal people. <laughs> and then 12 people who've never voted. I just want to... <laughs> get in their heads don't
0: you yeah i'm curious like what what, the fuck is going on with your head like
1: on election day what are you doing and what's in your goddamn head i really well i think it's just like if
0: people, for some people, can't see further than like one inch away from them, and if it doesn't directly affect them, good or bad, it doesn't matter to them who's le- running the country because to them, their life doesn't change either way because of this politician in Arkansas. Of-
1: when I was first talking to her about her platforms, I, 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 I kind of half pitched her: you should really jump on the marijuana bandwagon, you know. And she's in so many words. Things she says that's a little too contentious around here. And I feel like that's what it got to be, though. Like you got to appeal to some redneck who's gonna be like, "Yeah, man, I want to." <laughs> yeah, right. I like, do <laughs> want to grow marijuana and sell it.
0: Yeah, and also it's money. It
1: Healthcare, makes- oh, I can't figure that out. <laughs> Taxes for education, I can give a shit about that. What marijuana? I'll come to the poll. <laughs> right. Like, get. I'm from there, folks. So I can use that dialect. Like...
0: <laughs> but, f- fucking, go for it. Go, f- go for marijuana. It makes money for every state that it gets legal in. Like, it's... it actually
1: is legal there, but the politicians. Uh, I'm not going to bore you, but they they fight selling it. It's just in a quagmire. Oh, weird. But it's like that's the kind of shit that motivates people. Like all people. Like people can't figure out economics. They they can't. If it's, if it's going well for them, they're going to assume it's because of Trump. So they can't figure that shit out. Right.
0: And it's like marijuana is, yes, it's... Uh, a substance that a lot of people enjoy But it's also The government saying you can't Your local government saying you can't have it Is against freedom So maybe you're not pro-weed But you're pro-like We should pot be allowed to cross right,
1: crosses red exactly. Crosses the aisle that, for sure On
0: minimum pot crosses the aisle For like Republicans have to be burning And then on the other On the other end of it It's like You can't let the government Tell you what you can and can't do a- According to you yeah. According to your
1: own belief system so- And Easy tax money. And it's
0: tax money, yeah. And it's money, and it's like fucking set up where it's so stores. So imagine
1: being in a backwards-ass place that besides all, this, with all that logic there, they're still not selling it. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, and that's and why- When it, you go to that, we are in a bubble because I did get scared when I went back there, and that is where I'm from, and I felt, I felt like I was in a strange land. It, it bummed me out, and I was like- Wow, people are actually afraid to call themselves Democrats here. They're afraid to to say they're supporting a Democrat, cause they their boss may not be a Democrat, and that right. might affect their job. That's very real to people. That that one consideration. How is me like? I, that's why I said it's like it, it's easy for you to go and vote, but that's not enough. We need to tell other people be a Democrat. But if you live in a place like that, where being a Democrat is got is get a you strike fired, you, yeah. How how is that going to grow? Yeah, gotta fucking vandalize. <laughs> gotta vandalize,
0: till It all comes back. <laughs> fucking blow up, uh, like do pro democratic, like pop up vandalism. <laughs> all right. Plant marijuana trees in all the seminaries. <laughs> Put little indica plants in all the semi- in in all the statues'
1: hands. So to uh, make vandalism sound. Positive? positive today, somehow?
0: I think a little bit. At least, or at least more, it, of, an, at least it's more of a more Because at people assume
1: nuisance. it's negative. Right, right. That's your knee-jerk reaction to it. Right. But is there a positive, can there be a positive the, side?
0: There is a positive side to vandalism.
1: Like, I, I didn't tell my window-breaking stories. I even told one of those the other night at ASCAT. <laughs> I know, I fucking did. A lot of window-breaking yeah. stories.
0: A lot of window-breaking
1: stories. Um, I never broke a window righteously, I will say that. I drunkenly put a fucking printer from
0: the sidewalk through a random windshield of a car one time, just drunken monster and just didn't know what I was doing and just did it. I feel bad about it in hindsight.
1: (laughs) I I, I rented a, my own car was in the shop in the Jeep. This one I'm in college. And they said, uh, and they, and when it was in the shop, they fucked it up more and they felt bad. And they're like, you can have, you can rent any car. Any car here for as long as you want until we fix your car. And I went, okay. And I never drove a car at college. So I just, on a joke, on a lark, I said, I'll get that Lincoln. It was this ridiculous (laughs) limousine looking big old black long Lincoln, which I would never drive. So I just got it and I went and parked it in the parking lot behind the house where we lived at, at Amherst. We had a party that weekend. I, I swear to God, I, I rented it like on a Thursday and we had a party Friday or Saturday. Some dude from the baseball team opened a window, the second floor, ripped a towel dispenser off the wall, and threw it through the front windshield of my Lincoln that I'd had for twenty-four hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> so that was the vandalism coming back around on me. Yeah, I yeah, the but, senseless window but he, breaking. But he
0: was like, No, I have a cause here, and then you were like, It's fair.
1: <clears throat> he got mad when I asked him to pay for it. I was like I found out who did it like, you know, three days later. And uh and I was like, Hey man, you gotta pay for me He's like, Hey man, you guys had a party, you know, like that's like that goes with having a party, dude. And
0: it, it's kind of true, which is the real I was like, bummer. Bullshit, <laughs> no, it, it's bullshit, man. No, but it's wrong, but it's kind of an windshield. unspoken like thing. If you throw a party, shit's going to go wrong at your house. But
1: that, what, but
0: that car is different. A car if is he a had been
1: wh- dancing and knocked over a wall of glasses, is right, right. different than opening the window and throwing <laughs> a Dallas Spencer out Fair of Fair enough.
0: <laughs> um,. Besser, thank you for coming on. I'm now pro vandalism. Yeah. Uh
1: well, you always were. Now it's been rationalized for you. But
0: um, what? Uh, uh, talk to me a little bit about this Stitch Premium series you've got going Stitcher on.
1: Stitcher Premium, my dead wife, the robot car. Uh, <laughs> you were in an episode of it.
0: Very funny premise. Yeah. I love. I enjoyed doing the. You show. You had
1: road rage. Uh, so the premise is I'm a ro- I'm a guy that's been hired to test these new robot cars, and when once I. Uh, get in the car, they explain to me that the, the artificial intelligence, the operating system is my dead wife. That they've uh, especially programmed it for me. Much to my chagrin because we never got along. and I was about to divorce her before she died in a drunken driving accident. <laughs> and the drunk wife is, or the car, robot car is Mary Holland. Very funny. The, one of the, the best. The show Gabrus is in, the robot car cuts him off in traffic and he's one of those road rager dudes who won't let it go. <laughs> Have you ever had a guy, like, follow you for a while? Yeah,
0: dude.
1: I had <laughs> a guy following me. This is years ago in L.A., but when I look in the rear view, him doing, like, a gun up to his head. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Like, I'm going to blow your head off and doing the, the cutthroat, uh, I'm going to kill you signal. Holy as shit. As he followed me, like, running red lights, doing that whole thing, me doing a quick right turn than him doing a Yui to follow me.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. I had something similar, like coming home from, uh, I was like, uh, Cut a guy off a little bit on one of those, like where two streets make a left. And I was like, sure. Oh, I want to get to the right. Sure, lane. I get that. So I was like trying to, and like I cut him off a little uh-huh. bit. And he was behind me screaming and screaming and screaming. And then I'm like driving down a street and La Brea and he pulls up alongside me. And I can see out of the corner of my eye, he's screaming and pointing at me. And then I look over at him and I just like wave, like jokingly, like I don't see it. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh-huh. And he's like, Roll down your window, roll down your window. I'm rolling down the window and I'm like pretending still. I'm like, Yes, sir. And he's like, Fucking motherfucker, you fucking pussy you motherfucker you fucking pussy I'll kick your fucking ass and I'm like what and he's like back there you fuck and I'm like joking with him I'm like so you want me to get out of the car so you can beat me up because I cut you back cut you off over there and he's like hey fuck you man fuck you and I was like look I'm sorry um I don't really want to fight today and then the light turns green and I like roll up my window and just keep driving and he's like behind and he keeps trying to get behind me and like honking honking and I'm trying to keep like no room it was terrifying
1: yeah man yeah and those guys can have a gun. So I do not recommend that folks. Uh, but I do far- recommend my dead wife, the robot car stitcher premium. If you don't have stitcher premium, I think you can use the offer code robot, the word robot for a month free there, John. Yeah. not you want stitcher
0: premium? Uh, yeah. Raised by TV. The early episodes are on stitcher premium. So listen to, uh, are you
1: guys all free now? Um, Heading like a out? few
0: months later, uh, the f- episodes come out free. We're not all out free gotcha. yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, Well, Besser, this has been a pleasure. Yeah, Uh,
1: the trilogy. Get involved. Useful aggression. The
0: ending response here is get involved. Make somebody else fucking do shit with you. (laughs) Vote. (laughs) Get shit done. Vandalize. Bye, shitheads. That
1: was a Headgum podcast.